Stand by for action. Anything can happen in the next hour. yourself down, strap yourself in, as you're going to be listening to Armitage on the Paranoid Squirrel Rock Show, where over the course of the next hour, you'll be exposed to music that you should hear on the radio, but don't.
let it slide for two weeks and no one, I mean no one, picked me up on my deliberate mistake on episode 552. After playing the Professor and the Madman track Electroconvulsive Therapy and saying that their up-and-coming album that featured both Rat Scabies and Paul Gray would be the first time that the two of them played together on the same record since the Dam's 1982 Strawberries LP, I was expecting, if not a flood, at the very least a trickle of emails pointing out that... Uh, in actual fact, this wasn't the case. I was hoping, worst case scenario, a What About Revolution Now? Captain's solo album that featured the track A Riot on Eastbourne Pier that had both Rat and Paul playing on. Not a glimmer. My reply to that would have been that I meant full album, to which the correct answer is The Leather, The Loneliness and Your Dark Eyes by Rene Berg. The title track you just heard, which was released in 1992, that also featured Bernie Torme on lead guitar. This band only played the marquee in Charing Cross Road with me only watching the sound check uh, which consisted of the whole set the reason I didn't stick around for the actual gig was that there used to be a deep pan pizza restaurant next door so I went there instead oh come on not even my favourite drummer and bassist and one of my all time two favourite guitarists will come between me and a pizza I spoke to uh, both Bernie and Paul about it years later on separate occasions with both of them saying I made the right choice Rene Berg came to my attention when he joined Hanoi Rocks in 1985 on bass, even though I had seen him in the Idle Flowers. But for a band that was still reeling from the death of Razzle and the departure of Sammy, Rene's predecessor, they were, for all intents and purposes, looking for a way out. Rene's arrival seemed more like an inconvenience than a rescue plan, with him making a faux pas in the press by describing Hanoi as my band. He became the final unwitting nail in the coffin the rest of Hanoi being the hammer as sadly Rene passed away in July 2003 I like to think he wasn't doing a Mick Jagger by saying Charlie Watts was his drummer Charlie then punched Jagger in the face pointing out that he Jagger was the singer but uh, when Rene said my band I like to believe he meant it's sort of like you know as a collective unit Rene didn't leave a huge legacy in album department but uh, if you know where to look there's an album of 21 tracks that features uh, The Idle Flowers, one and only seven-inch demos, live recordings from uh, West End Central and Soho Vultures. If you can't track it down, drop me a line and I will we-transfer it to you. Sticking with Michael Munro, as you know, I know you know because I told you, he has a best-of solo career-spanning album that is all ready for release on the 30th of June. Of course, there's going to be the obligatory unreleased tracks and the brand-new one, which you already heard, which was called One Foot Out of the Grave. According to the US website of Spine Farm Records, the unreleased tracks are Magic Carpet Ride, a different version to the uh, Steppenwolf cover that appeared on the Coneheads soundtrack, but still features Slash... Two outtakes from the Blackout States LP in the shape and form of Fistful of Dynamite and Simple Town. And this track, Get On, from the Horns and Halo Sessions. <laughs>
not knocking it, but it does sound like a potential B-side. However, if the Horns and Halos lineup had played it live, I can quite easily see Dragon doing his Chuck Berry duck walk to it. Talking to Chuck Berry, who sadly passed away on the 18th of March at the age of 90, his estate is just about to release his posthumous album, simply called Chuck, which is the first album of new Chuck Berry material since Rocket, which came out in 1979, some 38 years ago. A sad fact is that out of the 19 official studio albums that were released over his lifetime, only four, that's right, four, entered the US charts, the highest being the London Chuck Berry Sessions from 1972, which reached the dizzy heights of number eight. Let's hope Chuck will bring Mr. Berry his first and well-deserved number one. This is Wonderful Woman from said album. Oh, well, look at here now. This just makes my day. There's a wonderful woman. She just walked by my way. Well, I was standing there tumbling like a leaf on a willow tree.
heart, it breaks my heart, I had to let you go. Chuck to another. Here's the Chuck Norris experiment and moneymaker from Chuck B. don't know enough of his material to warrant me sitting through one of his four odd hour concerts i have seen however his right hand man little Stephen. admittedly only the once back in 1984 when he along with his disciples of soul supported status quo at selhurst park if there was ever a miss billing 
this was it. Status quo, aside from Margarita time, were still several years away from becoming the cabaret family favourite band. They still were, you know, the heads down, no nonsense biker band. With a lineup that consisted of Chaz and Dave, who were, for the day, honorary South Londoners, Dave Edmonds, along with Phil Lynott's Grand Slam, and let's face it, Phil Lynott even though he had split Thin Lizzy, could do no wrong. So the crowd were less than interested in seeing a black guitarist with a white mohawk in the shape of Jean Beauvoir, former adamant Gary Tibbs playing a pink bass with Stephen Van Zandt resplendent in a bandana and a gypsy-esque outfit. So it was decided to bottle him. Not glass bottles, you understand, but plastic two-litre bottles of cider. Well... The liquid in the bottles looked like it was cider, but I think we can guess what it actually was. So that, apart from watching the first two seasons of Lilyhammer and voting for bands on his radio show without actually listening to said show, was my extent of my knowledge of Little Stephen. Oh, and that he produced um, Demolition 23's one and only album. But apart from that, that is all I knew until his latest album, Soulfire, came my way at the end of last week. Obviously... I gave it a spin. It seems Mr. Van Zant has revisited some of his earlier recordings, songs he wrote for others, all produced. But to me, obviously it's all brand new. However, it was the cover of the James Brown hit Down and Out in New York City from the Black Caesar soundtrack that infuriated me because the opening sounded like a cover of another 1970s song, which I couldn't put my finger on. I could picture it, not if you could picture a sound. I even played it to Mrs. A., whose birthday is today, by the way. Happy birthday, Mrs. A. I really should play some Cinderella. She's really got back into them big time. Now I'll save that for the car. Anyway, she, like me, was, I know this. I even tweeted little Stephen himself to ask what it was. Now he, just like you, now know what a complete idiot I am. As the song in question is the theme from Shaft. How I didn't know it straight away, beggar's belief. Or not. Yeah, I thought he was going to go into the Pearl and Dean cinema theme as well.
those songs that sound like other songs, friend of the show and Squirrel Associate Arkwright's band, Flame Pilots, have a festival appearance, excuse me, next weekend, with all the bands playing, covering a song by one of the other bands. Uh, I think who was covering who was decided by putting names in a hat. Anyway, Flame Pilots aren't known for their cover versions, although technically... Tag is a cover, as although it's one of the songs written by Arkwright, he had already penned it when we were banding together. It's like Eddie and the Hot Rods demoing Hit or Miss before Paul Gray took it to the dam for the Black Album. Anyway, I digress. The band that Flame Pilots got were Muto, M-U-T-O, who I had never heard of. Last Friday, whilst I was waiting for the squirrel in the Hope and Anchor, Arkwright emailed the Flame Pilots version of destroy all the bees which they quickly demoed the night before i was blown away with me saying that they should record it properly as a potential b-side of course Arkwright pointed me in the direction of the original which was equally as impressive muto's version uh, has very much a rage against the machine vibe to it but flame pilots have swapped that for cream extending the song by a couple of minutes and adding some additional lyrics and lyrical effects. I really wanted to play you Flame Pilots version, but as I said, it's only a demo for the band and it would be unfair to both them and Muto. So, for your listening pleasure, here's Muto and Destroy All The Bees. Machines. The insects are winning. 
as I seem to be in a sound-alike mode, Biter's new album, The Future Ain't Where It Used To Be, has been playing on repeat for the last two or three days. It reminds me of one of those Top of the Pops LPs from the 70s. You know that one, scantily clad young lady on the cover. All the songs, top 20 hits, just not recorded by the original artist. I've already played a couple of tracks previously, uh, with one sounding like T-Rex and the other up against the Ruby News, Rock and Roll is Dead, in the Compare and Contrast segmentation. Rock Radio UK listeners, you have yet to enjoy that pleasure. But as might have plundered the coffers of the sweet, Gary Glitter and T-Rex, but I don't give a rat's arse, because unlike Judah, biters don't sound like they were from the 70s, but the 70s have found them. and Vulture City from the future ain't where it used to be. I received an email last Thursday from Phil Robinson, apart from having a great first name, just as long as it's spelt with one L, uh, who used to work with a guy called Jay Haynes, who has a band called The Give Outs, who, according to the 
Bio are a byproduct of a midlife crisis fueled largely by decrepitude, indifferent offspring, and creeping ennui. Uh, Jay Hines of the Subteens and Richard Bainan, formerly of the Scruffs, I can't even read, can I? Can't pronounce, can't read. What am I good for? Nothing. And Randy Band met in 2014 and quickly bonded over their shared obsession with glam punk and power pop. Uh, the rest, as I say, is um, inconsequential. Fortunately, Phil had dropboxed me the band's self-title album, which was released today and is available on all the usual and unusual platforms. It's thoroughly enjoyable. This is Don't Let Them In. <laughs> also released a new album today in the shape and form of Pulling No Punches. Captain Poon, Chris Banjo, Howie B and Woody Lee unite for 10 more tracks of punk, power pop, rock and roll, giving us a mixture of Thin Lizzy, Motorhead and The Damned. What is not to like, as Static Pulse demonstrates.
For a few or so shows a while back, as soon as Los Pepes released a track from their Let's Go album, I'd hear it straight away. However, as soon as the album became readily available, I seemed to go you know, shy away from it. I think I'd you know, already played two, if not three tracks from it. I didn't want to go overboard, if not overkill. Having revisited said album, I think it's only right and proper and timely that I should play something else from it. Uh, and at the same time, remind you that you can see them live, if you just so happen to live in London, supporting Guitar Wolf at the Garage on June the 3rd. I, however, will be Camden rocking with my next Los Pepes encounter at the Windmill in Brixton on the 19th of August for the Summer Weird Sin Aldea. <laughs>
Los Pepes and Give Me Problems from the Let's Go album. Talking to Camden Rocks, more clashing gigs regarding the London SS, who I saw last year at Dingwalls, and Fierce Ideas, who I didn't, but I will, at the Black Heart at 2pm. Well, it's Victoria Ladiki, and I've not seen her sing live since her stint in Hey Hello. Another thing I'm a bit gutted over is that Neon Animal are playing the Monarch at 2.30, which unfortunately... By the time I get there from the Black Heart, they'll be just finishing up. Also at the Black Heart, but at 7 o'clock, will be former boys bassist Duncan Reed and the Big Heads, who, to the best of my knowledge, are clashing with anyone. Uh, I should be saying, sadly, at the Black Heart before them are the role models, who I will be forsaking for the professionals of the Electric Ballroom, who now sport Chris McCormack in place of the recently departed Ray McVie. Keep up. To make matters worse, I'm missing the Role Models Dance Moves album launch gig on the 2nd of September, but that's not the end of it. Tomorrow, the band are playing an acoustic gig at the Brook in Wallington, where they're recording said album. Wallington is only 15 minutes' drive from my place, but I'm not able to attend that either. <sighs> so anyway, from Bombs Away, the new album from Duncan Reed and the Big Heads, here's Just Because You're Paranoid. <laughs>
I love Six Degrees of Separation. Drumming in the Just Heard Big Heads is Karen Jones. Also in the Big Heads is Nick Hughes, who also plays in the Role Models, but he is by the by. Pete, bassist and vocals, when Knox isn't around, in the Vibrators, pasted on various Facebook pages a link to a new additional band that he is in, along with, yeah, you guessed it, Karen Jones. The band in question is called Time to Kill, who also feature Stan former guitarist from Demented I'll Go. The first track out of the, their trap is called Out of Here and will be the final song on this week's show. Until next week, take it easy. Take it easy.